ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode number 20 of the Korea Pact podcast. I'm your host, Neil Patel. And on this podcast, we combine creativity and impact in hopes to give more than I can get. And today, we're finally crossing the 20 episode mark. We're in the twos now for the next 10 episodes. And uh, first off, for all of you who are new, thank you so much for joining me on this journey. I'm trying to do something pretty cool. 365 days straight, I'm going to upload a podcast and talk about some of the topics that I care about and see where this goes. So far, it's been an incredible journey. We've been growing very, very quickly, a lot quicker than I ever thought. Um, We have over 60, 70 people who listen to this podcast now, and I am overwhelmed because I can't see y'all. So I hope that something that I says or something, something that I says, something that I say resonates with you guys. And I hope I can help. Number one, this topic is something I'm very, very passionate about. And it's something I see a lot of people kind of do ineffectively. By all means, I'm not perfect at this and I don't want to sound like I am, but I've had some success with some of the strategies that I will be talking about today, and I hope you guys find them valuable. So what is the topic? The question is how to effectively network without feeling awkward. And I had a very false perception of what networking was. As soon as I got into college, everyone, because I was a business major, right? I took the very simple route in being a basic business management major. I don't even know you know, what that means. But hey, I did learn, I did learn some important things about management in college that I honestly am applying in my work right now when talking to people, managing others, all that fun stuff. So it was a good choice of a major that I did for two years. But when I was in college, I had this like false perception of what it really was. I thought it was all about, you know, going to events and conferences on a weekly basis and like nice suits. You have to wear like blazers and shit. I thought it was meant for, you know, extroverts, which, you know, I was an extrovert and I still am. But, you know, I don't I don't like being around a lot of people. But, yeah, I thought it was only for extroverts. And, you know, you hand out, you know, your business cards and you talk about your own websites and you sell yourself and you're trying to like catch an eye of like a recruiter or a certain individual from a certain company to talk to them and sell yourself so you can get a shot at joining their company and that's what I thought and to be frank that is not the case at all I feel like there are three big mistakes that a lot of people make when thinking about networking and trying to grow your network get other people to know you professionally personally and essentially have a community of people that you can connect with, again, whether personally or professionally or personally. The first one is this. People think networking is only about making connections for job opportunities. And, you know, while job opportunities can obviously be, you you can, there is a benefit of networking, but I think networking also is more about building cool relationships with people, learning from them, and essentially finding mentors and people you can collaborate with on things you're trying to get better at and things you're trying to grow on, you know? So it's not only like you don't just go to an event or a conference with the intention to just get a job because that may not, that honestly, most of the time, that isn't the case. The second one, 
I mentioned earlier, network that networking is only for extroverted people. <laughs> you know, because I've um, some of my closest friends are actually introverts. They don't really talk much, but they are good with people, and a lot of people know them. So they're introverts, but they still have a good group of people around them that know them and go to them when they need any help. Because I feel like introverted people like get really intimidated by the idea of networking. And it's not just about, you know, like I said, attending large events and meeting many people because it's, it can be more about building those one-on-one connections and, you know, getting to know each other via social media, what they're up to. And people think that if you're like not in that, you know, startup Silicon Valley world that, you know, your insights may not be as like that valuable at, at an event. I feel like we we go into these events feeling like we have no value to add. And I feel like that is exactly why we should go to these events. Be, and, and I'll get more into that later. But I see so many people, I guess, go to these events with the idea that they have to already be a big name person to attend a networking event when or, or like have some like cool, cool I don't know, like business story or have this crazy success story for people to get to know them or want to talk to them. Well, that's not the case at all, right? So those are the three, I feel like, biggest mistakes. That it's only for making connections for job opportunities, that it's only for extroverted people, and that it's all about, um, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't talk about the third one. The third one, that people think that it's all about self-promotion. There is this idea that we go to networking events to like sell ourselves, right? So that idea of like giving business cards or telling them just like everything that you're like doing is like, oh my gosh, I've done this. I've gotten awards for this. I've won this award at this state for this thing. And I'm doing this, 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 and this. And they're doing all that just to, I guess, sell their brilliance to someone else when that that's not really effective. So here are, th- those are some of the biggest mistakes that I see, right? And here are some of the tips that I've, that have worked really well for me, and they may work for you. So I don't know if they will, but this is what's worked for me. And I should probably give a track record of in what ways this has worked for me. Well, okay. So I've made a, some pretty cool um, connections with people on big name podcasts um, that are pretty well known. So. And I don't, I, I kind of don't want to say the name of the podcast, but it's a top 100 business podcast. And one of the co-hosts that run that podcast, I, we talk, we email pretty frequent, frequently. So that's one. Um, another one is I know a lot of uh, recruiters and I've built a lot of relationships with recruiters at different software sales or software companies, I guess, but more in the sales space. So that, and I know a good amount of people in the real estate world that honestly have made connections through my cousin who runs, you know, a pretty big uh, company. I've made connections through him and some of his other friends that I'm super grateful for. But to put it simply, I just have a good amount of, um, I have a network where 
I can go to people in different verticals and I always have someone that I can reach out to when I need help in a certain thing. So whether it's social media, whether it's content, podcasting, uh, real estate, business, uh, job, career, you know, I've made, I've grown a great network at my um, job for that. But, but yeah, th- those are just a few things. They're not all that, but I have a good community of people that I interact with when I need to talk about these things. So here's the first one. Networking is easier when you're, excuse me, networking is easier whether you're an introvert or not when it's face-to-face and one-on-one. This this one's a big one because we have this idea that we have to go to a networking event or at a conference where there's like hundreds or thousands of people. And we think that just going from group to group, interacting with that group, and then going to another is going to essentially build us all these connections when that's probably honestly like one of the worst ways to do it. For me, what's worked is if I see someone, for example, if, if I see someone on LinkedIn that has a pretty interesting track record and I want to get to know them and take, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes of their time or even a half hour or an hour to try to understand how they are, where they're at and get some tidbits and pick their brain a little bit. I'll simply just like reach out to them on LinkedIn. Be like, hey, my name's Neil. Here's what I do. Here's what I'm interested in. And if you're opposed to me um, having, or if you're opposed to, you know, me getting 15 to 30 minutes of your time to discuss XYZ things, like, is that okay? Like, are you opposed to that? If you are, not a problem. I understand you're a busy man. I respect your time. When you put it like that, when you acknowledge that they're busy, let them know exactly what you want to talk about and be cognizant of their um, time and who they are and know a little bit of background on them, eight times out of 10, they will respond to that, right? Or I don't know, like an executive assistant of theirs will respond. But those are very, very key in how you reach out to someone. Because doing that, it can lead to like a one-on-one Zoom meeting or a one-on-one coffee meeting. Coffee meetings are very underrated. I didn't do those much in um, college. And to be honest, I, I don't do those that much now, but there have been times where I've gone to like a dinner or a lunch with someone that I just wanted to get to know. And it doesn't always have to be, again, work-related. It could be just your friends or people that you haven't really talked to in a really long time, right? You, you don't want to interact with them when you're in a big group setting because you can't really connect with them so be like hey man it's been a long time since we've connected let's go grab some coffee and talk about our lives and talk about the things that we're doing right now that builds connection so instead of going to big group event or group networking events or conferences just try to find people that you're interested in and people that catch your eye and just email them the power of a cold email is very, very underrated, and that is proven to be true. Email them, DM them. I don't know if you can, if you, if you know what company they work for, call them, try to get a hold of them. But just do something where you can get some portion of their time and just pick their brain and ask them. Actually, I'll, I'll get into this in my next point, but just pick their brain. Number two, again, equally as important. Ask questions that get people to talk about themselves and listen attentively. And when the time is right, then only add your two cents on what you want to talk about. 
So what do I mean by this? Here's a perfect example. When we're at work or when we're at school and we see the people that we see regularly, the question that everyone always says is like, hey, how are you? Right? Or like, hey, how you doing? Everything okay? That is that is always prone to give a very, very simple answer. Oh, I'm good. Not much. Everything's good. Hey, yeah, no, I'm good. Hey, how was your weekend? It was good. Those simple responses in, I guess, short periods of time, like you can't really connect with someone, right? So what I try to do and how I connect a little bit better with people at my work or people in general is I don't say it just like, hey, how are you? I go a little bit deeper. I'd be like, hey, good morning. How are you? Is everything all right? And if they and if they say, yeah, it's good. I'd be like, great. Tell me. Tell me about your weekend. And I heard that XYZ is going on with this company and your role. Is that true? Like, tell me about that. And in that brief moment, when you ask someone a question that gets them talking about themselves and what they're up to, it makes them feel like you're open to listening and that you care. And when you show that intention of wanting to listen and getting to know their life and what they're up to, it builds a little bit of a deeper connection. You don't have to talk much. You just have to ask engaging questions. So, you know, for for example, um, have people talk about like their thought processes and what their what their plans are, you know, moving forward. Anything that gets them passionate to talk about do that. And I can't think of many examples right now, right off the top of my bat or right off the top of my head, but any question that gets them talking and the longer you're able to keep them talking and just listen and continue to ask questions, it's a very, very telltale sign of building a connection. So that's very important. The last one, and I think the most important one out of all three of these in my opinion, is the following. You have to be the most valuable person in your existing network. And what I mean by that is that everyone that's listening to this podcast right now has a group of friends. <clears throat> I don't care how big or small it is, but you have some sort of people around you that you do talk to regularly, whether that's at work, <clears throat> whether it's your cousins, whether it's your siblings, family, um, business, or like book clubs, um, extracurricular activities, oh, sports, your football, basketball, soccer team, all that. We all have people that were around regularly, right? And if you go out of your way to reach out, reach out to them, check on the things that they have going on in their life and get to know what they need on a regular basis and just be of value to the people around you and know that you're there to help, know that you're there to serve them in any way, shape, or form that they need. If you can become the go-to person for that individual and if you're able to execute on the things that they need from you, if and when they do ask for help, they will automatically reach out to someone else and let them know like, hey, uh, Neil helped me with this. Like if you ever need anything, like just feel free to go to him. And that's how you expand your network. 
I'll give you I'll give you a perfect example at work, right? So for example, I so I have a team or I don't have a team yet, but I'm essentially like the go-to person in certain aspects. But um, for example, if I need to like take over a call of one of my coworkers and pretty much just like handle the call, close that person or just like proceed on to the next steps, right? What I'll do is I can, at the beginning of the day, I'd be like, hey, if you guys are ever need help with anything, feel free to let me know and I'll be open to help. And when they do run into a situation where they need my help, they will call me over. I go there. I handle business and help them out with whatever they need. Once that's done, nine times out of ten, that person is also going to let everyone else know that, like, hey, he was able to help me out. And if you guys ever need this this same thing from him, go to him. Automatically, someone else now knows who you are and knows in what ways you can provide value. And they can come to you if they need that X, Y, Z thing from you. Because you just show that you're able to help someone else. So why wouldn't they come to you if they need help? Now, of course, this is just an example at work. But this can be for anything. If, if you become a person that's great at giving relationship advice, if you become the person that always knows the best food spots, if you become the person that always knows um, who to call when doing business deals, if you become the person who knows the best books and authors, all of those things will grow your community of people and grow the overall network of people who know you and that you're able to interact with. So the next time you get invited to a one-on-one Zoom meeting or a coffee meeting, say yes, because everyone has unique experiences. And when you do it face-to-face, you ask questions to actually want to connect with them and get them talking about themselves. And you're collecting all that information on who they are, what they're doing, and you're having this conversation, seeking to understand them. And then give them some sort of value on top of that you'll grow your network in no time. And it's a lot less awkward and it's not scary. It's a lot easier, but it's easier, but it still does require you to get out of your comfort zone. So the quicker you're able to get out of that comfort zone and apply these three simple tips to the idea of networking, everything will come from there on out. And again, I always want to make this clear. I'm by no means a networking expert. This is just what this is what's worked for me. And I hope that some of these tips are valuable for you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, the gentleman's agreement. For those of you who are new, the gentleman's agreement is the following. It is a pretty cool thing that I do here every single day regularly. There's two ends to the agreement. Here's mine. I give you guys a podcast every single day. I put in time, effort, and energy in hopes to give the best content I can possible for you guys. That's my end of the agreement. Your end of the agreement is just as important. Don't you forget that. There's three steps for you, though. First one is you follow this podcast, download it, one or the other. doesn't matter. We've been growing like crazy, so that is incredible. Continue to do that if you're listening. Follow it, download it, whatever you got to do. Number two, give this podcast a five-star rating. Unless you want to break my heart, I've never had my heart broken and I don't intend on having it broken. So please give this podcast five stars. And lastly, most importantly, share this podcast with the guy that 
you called when you guys had carpet and you guys needed to get your entire house done into tiles and you called that guy and he did it in a very timely manner, did it efficiently and got his work done very, very well. Call that guy. Share this podcast with him. Share this podcast with that one kid at school that is addicted to reading every single day and reads like no other. It could be a guy, girl, doesn't matter. Just share this podcast with that person. And lastly, share this podcast with the guy at Best Buy that tried to sell you an HP desktop when you were looking for an iMac. Share this podcast with that guy. Ladies and gentlemen, just share this podcast with whoever you feel like can get some sort of value out of this. And I know a lot of these podcasts, they may not be perfect. Sometimes I may not be making sense, but I'm on a journey to try and do this every single day. So if you can share this podcast with someone who can find a little bit of direction in their life, get one of their questions answered, and they think I'm funny, I'd appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me on episode number 20 of the Decree Pact podcast. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace out.